Welcome to Five Dogs in a Pod. I am uh, one of your hosts, Dr. Beanwell. We've got a great show for you today. I've got, uh, as always, uh, the dude MSU with me here. I'm here. We, uh, uh, Pim Chom himself, uh, at Pitcher Rendon, is going to be joining us a little bit later. Um, we're going to be talking all things football. We're going to talk a little college, a little NFL. We'll talk about some other sports. I'm sure at some point we, we're, we're guys who know ball so that you can't help but talk about it. Um, and then we'll uh, talk about some other stuff and have a fun time. It's going to be a little laid back. It's, it's probably going to be a shorter episode than last week, so a little bit of lighter uh, Tuesday morning listening for you guys. But um, like I said, this is, the, uh, this is Five Dogs in a Pod. Um, let's go. Welcome to Five Dogs in a Pod, starring Dr. Beanwell, Pitcher Rendon, Duty Noble Field, The Dude MSU, and Maroon Buffoon. Welcome back to Five Dogs in a Pod. We're back talking about college football. It's been another crazy week in college football as usual. Uh, it's never not crazy, uh, but this week just seemed like you're kind of uh, separating folks and getting to see who's an imposter, who's the real deal, who's going for the playoffs. Um, so, I mean, let's just let's get right into it. Um Future SEC school, Oklahoma, uh, lost again in the final bedlam. Yep. I um, actually – I predicted them to lose that, just throwing that out there. I had them pick to lose. See, and I I was sitting here and I was like, you know what? I bet maybe they've turned a corner. They're not going to lose two games in a row. They're just not going to, especially after that bad loss last week against uh, against Kansas. Surely – They'll turn it around. They'll get things figured out and everything, you know, and they'll march their way to the uh, Big 12 championship. Nope. No. Not happening. Um, they lose bet. I mean, they – are they kind of Texas A&M-esque at this point? Are we comfortable saying that? Uh, I think they definitely killed their season. Their season's done as far as playoff-wise. Um I don't what do they have? Two, three losses? They have two losses. They have two now. Um, coming into this year, I really didn't expect them to be where they were before the past two weeks. So yeah. I still think their season can be a success considering they went, what, six and six last year? So, yeah. I think they were a little bit ahead of schedule and people got excited about that. I still think they're, they're good. They'll be fine coming into the SEC. Um, but I think bigger picture wise, that might have ruined the Big 12's chances of having a playoff team. I think so. It hurt, it hurts Texas's resume because now they have yeah. a loss to a, a two-loss Oklahoma team that they probably won't get to play again to avenge that loss. No, probably not. Yeah, it's the. I mean, we you know we said this last week, but it just doesn't feel like you know outside of which we'll get to this Alabama and like. Georgia, 
and I like you can't really say Ohio State. They look shaky in their win, but like Michigan, save a handful of schools, no one really looks super super dominant. Yeah, I mean it's because you know some some years it's just like oh this team's gonna win. like like it was for Georgia last year. They're gonna run away with every game, and that's just not it's not really been the case this year. Like you still got your teams that are great. Again, mm-hmm. we'll talk about that, but I mean. It feels wide open, and especially whenever we get to the twelve-team playoff next year, I think they, you know it'll be interesting. I think there will be like a top four seed that, that loses yeah. uh, the first chance they get, which I think will be very funny. I think this year would have been perfect for the twelve-team playoff. Yeah, just because if everything plays out or kind of stays steady, you're going to have you could have five or six one-loss teams just right there on the edge, and oh, even yeah. a couple of two-loss teams maybe that might deserve the spot. So I think this year would have been perfect for it and it's going to make next year even better. I'm so excited about next year. Like just the, the logistics of what that's going to look like having a playoff game on a college campus like that that's super sick. I'm super excited about that. Um, but of course, like you said, it, ru- it pretty much ruins the big, the big 12 chance of getting a playoff team in there. Um, unless just some absolutely weird thing has happened in the top four which is possible, but, you know, it looks like those – our top four – our top three teams are who they, who we think they are. Mm-hmm. Georgia's who they are. Michigan's who they are. And Ohio State is who they are. Now, from there, things get a little weird when you're talking about – when you're talking about Washington, when you're talking about – Florida State. Florida State. Alabama's yeah, come back into the picture. Yep. Actually, Texas isn't out of it. I mean, yeah, they have. There, if the Big Twelve makes it, it's going to be Texas. Yeah, it has um, to be. but they still need some help. But they're still in yes. the conversation if they went out. Yep, you know, Oregon's still in the conversation if they can avenge that loss to Washington. There's once you get outside of that top three of Georgia, Ohio State, Michigan. There's really you could make an argument for a lot of the the number four spots. And mm-hmm. even then, you're going to have Ohio State, Michigan. They have to play each other. So That's true. one of those teams is going to lose, and it's going to be late. And they won't have a chance to kind of mm-hmm. avenge that loss. So that's going to complicate things even more. But what's now? I will say, in years past, it's just been usually that team that loses the the game usually just drops like one spot. They they usually don't drop very far. Yeah. Um, especially when they're both highly ranked like this. So I mean they'll probably just swap spots. If like if a number th- if a number three Michigan beats a number two Ohio State, they'll pretty much swap and that's yeah. all that's gonna happen. Um speaking of, we mentioned this team a little bit ago. Uh but Alabama, um this is a completely different football team than it was four weeks ago. No doubt. Like they they're back in a scary, scary way. Yes, I mean, they're still undefeated in SEC West play. Um, of course, they had the one loss to uh, Texas early in the season before they really found their identity, found their quarterback. Um, and they kind of sent a little reminder to everybody, like, hey, forget what you heard. We still run things over here. Yeah. Like we're still we still run the West. the The West comes through Tuscaloosa. Yep. And 
they kind of embarrassed LSU to a point. I think like I think a lot of people are going to look at the score of that game and think, oh, Alabama just – they ran away with it, won by two yeah. scores easily. That was a – it was a 28-all ball game before Jane Daniels got hurt. Um, mm-hmm. So, I think his injury definitely was the difference in the ball game. But Alabama still – I mean, 42 points, that's a lot. Yep. Jane Daniels doesn't play defense. That's uh, true. Milrow looked – that might have been his best game. He was running all over the place. Their defense, towards the end, it started to look a little better. Um, granted, LSU's offense is really good, but yes, Alabama's a they're they're a scary team. They're definitely coming into their own. Um, Jaden Daniels, I, I think him getting hurt and seeing the team not fall apart like they did, but uh, but. But waver in that moment, I think it almost helps his Heisman hopes. Does that make yeah. sense? Yeah, it like, definitely shows his his value to that team yeah. for sure. Because if they would have just plugged another quarterback in there and still got into this dogfight with with Bama, then you're like, oh, okay, LSU's a, a well built team around Jaden Daniels. But like, no, he's like, he's legit. He, I think he should win the Heisman. I don't know that he will because. Uh, of the losses, but at the same time, the losses are pretty good. I mean, the Ole Miss loss is good. Bama's a good loss. And then Florida State's obviously a great loss. I don't think any of the losses are his fault. He hasn't had a game where yeah. he just has stunk it up. But having three losses in this day and age, it's pretty rough for the Heisman winner to have three losses. So It is. How many losses did uh, RG3 have when he won his? I think he was the last one that didn't have more than two. Wow. Was he like, I don't know. It just, <laughs> I, I felt like he, he didn't like who else, who was finalist that year that he won it. Cause I don't feel like he maybe should have won it. Let me look it up. Yeah. Let's, we usually have a third guy where we can like continue the talk and, but no, I think Jaden Daniels will probably still, as of right now, he's still, uh, he still's got a lock on the Heisman as of right now. Penix just kind of not dropped off, but his production's not been as uh, on point. Yeah. Okay, so Williams allegedly finalist college. Oh, go ahead. The Heisman finalist in 2011 when RG3 won it was Andrew Luck, quarterback at Stanford, Trent Richardson, running back at Alabama, Tyron Matthew. Safety from LSU and Monty Ball, uh, running back at Wisconsin. Yeah, he didn't deserve that Heisman. I hate to, I hate to say that he didn't deserve that Heisman. I definitely think Andrew Luck should have won it. Yeah, I, I still I always forget that he didn't have a he doesn't have a Heisman. That's pretty wild. But yeah, Caleb Williams apparently that one account on Twitter calls him arguably the best college college football quarterback. Of all, I'm like, you've got to relax. Yeah. He is not – no. I could probably name 15 quarterbacks that I would take over Caleb Williams all time. You can't, be the, you can't be the greatest of all time and not have a conference championship. At least, the, at least a conference championship. So. I agree with that. I, and he, I mean, he lost in the, a New Year's Six Bowl. Does he even have a bowl win? Uh, His freshman year, what bowl game did they go to? I don't know. Because uh, they lost to Tulane last year, and that was his sophomore year. They might not have 
gone to a bowl two years ago. I could be wrong about that. That doesn't sound right. I don't feel like it was in year six, though. Um. I'm, I'm just... Nah, I mean, I don't know. Um, I, I do think people coming down on him for crying on the sideline is a bit much. Yeah. I, I've seen many, many an athlete cry on the sideline. Yeah. Like, it's not – that's not a big deal. That's somebody that's passionate about what they love and they weren't – then they didn't succeed and they're emotional about it. I have no problem with that. Uh, but it doesn't help – I'm playing devil's advocate here, but it doesn't help whenever you do things like paint your fingernails and then you're seen crying on the sideline. Yeah. Because then you you get you get pegged as like overly emotional, like and stuff like that. It's not a fair it's not a fair assumption at all. I need to make that clear. But like it it gives people that are negative thinkers in that way ammunition yeah. to just bag on somebody for no real reason. He's he's better than any of than any of those people that are doubting him oh, ever will be for sure. And he's from not, all accounts, he's not a bad heard, quarterback at, at all. He's not a bad no. quarterback. But saying he's the greatest of all time, there's it's odd. There's there's levels. <laughs> yes, like I could probably name five USC quarterbacks that are better than him. Like I, I, I don't think he's. It's. It's an interesting take, but I've only seen like one or two accounts say it, but I've seen it a lot. Like it's like bigger accounts. Yeah. It's like NFL Rookie Watch or something like that. Yeah. That says it. Shout out to NFL Rookie Watch if you're if you happen to listen to this. We don't mean to bag on you, but it's a really bad take that he's the best college quarterback of all time. Um so Ole Miss, they hang on against a uh, spiraling AM team, Lord AM. Yep. Oh, I hate to be the chap that has to play AM this week, <laughs> you know. Oh, wait, that's uh, we'll get to us in a little bit. We'll we'll have we'll speak in length about that. Um, so Ole Miss is still technically alive in the West run, but they need a little help. They, <laughs> yes, they don't control their destiny, but no, they, they do not, they still have a, a way. They have to. They have to beat Georgia, which obviously that is like That's, a ridiculous ask. Yeah. I do think their spread's a little crazy. Georgia's favored by eleven. Over under is fifty eight and a half. Yeah, that's that line's kind of like mm, I don't know. Ole Miss, Ole Miss can get into a shootout now. Yeah. I don't know. I just I kind of like the Rebs on that spot. We'll get to that in a little bit, but I don't know. Eleven points seems like a lot against a team that's pretty good offensively. And I'm talking about I'm sorry, Ole Miss is good offensively. Defense sometimes can't stop a nosebleed. Yeah. Sometimes can make big plays. And I think it, that's that's where that comes into play is Georgia's defense is still Georgia's defense. Yes. And so. they will always like they, that is what they're always known for. That's what they will always be known for. Georgia is – I imagine it'll probably go like the typical Georgia game against a team that maybe shouldn't be hanging in there, but like the first half it'll be like a three-point or maybe a seven-point game. 
And like everyone's like, uh oh, watch out, Ole Miss might do something. And then in the second half, Georgia uh, pulls away as yeah. Georgia does. Yep. I don't know this. I mean, Lane Lane got a huge like his signature wins at LSU game earlier this year. Yeah, That's his signature sure. win for a thousand percent, and he earned that. It's a great win. I was there, obviously. It was a blast. It was a very, very, very cool environment. However, obviously this would trump it. It would be the biggest win maybe in Ole Miss history. Is that fair? I think the way the season plays out could change that. If they win and somehow win the West, then for well, sure yeah. it's the biggest win. If but not, today. I still think it, it's definitely up there. It has to be. Um. I can't think of anything off the top of my head that'd be bigger. Maybe beating Bama in 2014. Yeah. Uh, or Maybe. 2015 was pretty big too because you go on the road and do it. Yeah. I, I think that's but, that's another thing. Since it's on the road, that's going to be that's just another element to it. Yeah. But. And Ole Miss historically this year has not played super great on the road. You know they had uh, oh, who did they play on the road? They played Bama um, on the road. On the they played Bama on the road. They played Tulane on the road. And had a little bit of a time with Tulane. Yep. Uh, so, I mean, I don't know. I like Jackson. I'm a big Jackson Dart fan. I think he I think he can get into a shootout with Georgia, but I don't think Georgia's going to allow them to get into a shootout. Because it's going to be what – it's not going to be about what Ole Miss brings to the table. Ole Miss is going to bring their high-powered offense no matter what. If Georgia plays like they have the last couple of weeks, this really shouldn't be a close game. But I think it can be. I think Ole Miss is talented enough to do it. I just don't know if they will. It just depends. Yeah, I agree. Um, so heading down south from from Oxford to this oh, Starkville, we've got a lot to talk about. So Mississippi State drops an ugly, probably one of the uglier games I've ever seen Mississippi State play against Kentucky. A team uh, that's aggressively mediocre. They are. Yeah. They just are. Um, three points. Mike Wright just bless his soul. Because, look, he's he was not supposed to be the starter. No. From the jump, he wasn't. And he came in a spot where he was set up to lose. It, it just – offense is not designed around my no. – bottom line. He's a package guy, like a Taysom Hill or, or something like that. Like, And you just – you have to lean into that. When he's thrust into the Will Rogers role, it does not work. And it has not worked. Yep. I, I definitely – you can see the difference in the offense with Will and Mike because you go back to the first – couple of games and then look at the last four the offense has been yes. terrible I mean just there's no other way to put it it's been terrible with Mike at quarterback well it looked serviceable uh, more times than not there were a few moments where it didn't look good with Will but there were a lot more moments where it looked like it would work with Mike I haven't seen anywhere where it would work um, so he's just not the right guy I'm I've said that from the start. Uh, mm-hmm. I like him as a player, as a package player, sure. 
throw him in like a Taysom Hill situation. But, I mean, there was a reason he wasn't throwing the ball at the beginning of the year in those package situations. Yes. So, that's been my philosophy with it, my thoughts on it all year. Um, I did like seeing Parson in at the end of the game. I thought he, yes. he showed a lot of signs of promise and very excited for the future. Interesting. I'm going to be inter- interested to see how uh, this week plays out if Will doesn't play. Um, I think him having a from, shot. Yeah. From what I hear, which, you know, we've talked, we've talked about it in the group chat and everything like that. Um, he is on track possibly to return this week. Yeah. But at a certain point, why? Like if his shoulder's not a thousand percent ready to go and he's got another year, I'm just from the coach's perspective, if he's got another year of eligibility and his shoulder's not a thousand percent, he needs a full off season to get healthy. Why would you trot him out there? I think the, what they're looking at is you almost have to look at it like this is Will's last season. You can't mm-hmm. bank on him having another year. Right. Um, because, I mean, the speculation is he's not going to be – if he does come back next year, he won't be wearing maroon and white. Mm-hmm. Um, but either way, you can't treat it like he has another year left. Um, yeah. So, that's when you have to look at it. I think Mike is out of the picture. It's between Will and Chris now. And you have to compare is 85% of Will going to get you better than 100% of Chris Parson. And – I think that's that's where you ha- kind of have to compare it. Um, so Will doesn't maybe not maybe doesn't have to be a hundred percent. I mean, he's went into A and M. He knows how what it's like to play there. He's won there. True. Um, and the season's not over. I mean, you're at four and five. You win one more, and then I mean, you want to chalk up the USM game as a win. So there's your fifth win, and you Better. just need one more between A and M and Ole Miss, and. The way it's looking, A&M is the more winnable of those two. So, I think if Will's ready, he needs to go. Um, but I think if he's anywhere below 50%, you definitely don't trot him out there just to trot him out there. If he's yeah. going to hurt the team, don't put him out there. But if he is capable of making some throws and being 75 80% of what he was before, I think he has to go if we want a legit chance to win this ball game. I feel as if if it comes down to Friday or Saturday day of and we haven't heard, I feel like that's – and maybe that's an intentional coach thing to prevent, like to prevent game planning because obviously there's no game plan for Parson except for a, a handful of plays at the end of a blowout. Yeah. And I think- Will, you have endless tape. You just you have a lot of tape on Will. Yeah, I, I think that's something that we won't hear anything on Friday. We're going to hear that both of them make the trip, um, mm-hmm. and it's going to be something we find out at four thirty on Saturday, around two hours before the game starts. So, is our game a night game? I think it is. I might be mistaken at that. Um, I actually uh, think it's a. I think it's a early game. I think. Let me see. Let's see. It, no, it is a night game. I take it back. It is. It is six thirty. Um, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if we if we heard that heard back from that late. Um, I don't know because 
So, okay. This is a good segue. Zach Arnett. First off, I just, like, before we get into probably tearing him apart, I just want to say, by all accounts, he seems like an absolutely fantastic guy. The players liked him. It seems like maybe things are turning a little bit. Maybe that's just for outsider looking in and being completely wrong about that. So I'm preferencing it with that. Um, he's a player's coach. We know that. He's been a player's coach. Um, the I would, would you say the majority of the fan base is now out? I definitely think after this week it's crossed the majority line, um, if it wasn't already there. Yeah. And I mean, bless him again. If given the circumstance, of course, why would you not take the position? That's kind of my argument. Yeah. And my, even my brother said that, like, why would you not take the job? Yeah. If you're offered the SEC head coaching job, no matter the circumstance, you take it. He's, it's obvious he's not ready. I'm not saying he can't go to like a mid major or, or a group of five or somewhere like that. And, tear it up because I bet I think that he can I think he's young and I think he's got time but to get your first head coaching job at Mississippi State which is not a destination school in the SEC it's sorry Mississippi State fans I hate to be the ones to tell you that it's not we're not we're not like I remember earlier this year I don't even know if you remember this but when I I said no someone said we should change from Adidas to Jordan. And I straight up said, Mississippi State is not a big enough brand nope. to have Jordan. Like, it's not close. Like, we're not. We are straight up and down not. You are crazy if you think so. I love Mississippi State with everything in my heart. I'm born and raised here. This is my home. This is everything that I love. I bleed Myrna White to the deepest extent. But be realistic. We've been extremely blessed the last 13 years no, as far as football goes. 100%. And it, and it shows because you're seeing so many of these fans. I'm, I'm thinking about one in particular. I will not say a name, <laughs> but you see so many of these fans that started watching college football in 2014 and saw little Mississippi State skyrocket to the top of the polls. And think that's where we belong. And it's not. We're there – I don't want to say this out loud. It's going to be something that's painful for state fans to hear. But it was a fluke year. It just was. I don't think it was a fluke year. I just think uh, there's another podcast. I don't know if we can name them, but one of those hosts says it well, that it, it, there's a, a swing, there's a rotation. And mm-hmm. every few years you have that upswing, that, mm-hmm. that really high point that you get to. And I think that year we just got higher than usual. I mean, I, I don't want to call it a fluke because that team was recruited well and it yes. was built very well. And Mullen did an absolutely great job of building that team up to where he needed to be. Yes. But, I mean, yes, some things did fall the right way. But at the same time, I think that was just the, the year that it was supposed to be good and it just worked out better than yeah. other years that have worked out well. Let me – okay, that's a very good point. Allow me to walk back what I said. I think a better a better a better description of that year was more of lightning in a bottle. Yes. The perfect situation was going on. Dak had obviously moved up into the starting role at the end of 2013. He steals an egg ball away from Ole Miss in the in the egg ball in 2013. 
comes back the next year with a lot of hype behind him and things just shoot to the moon, especially with that LSU game. Yeah. And everything was perfectly. Exactly. Exactly. Everyone looked mortal that year. Bama obviously loses to Ole Miss early. We beat LSU. We beat A&M. We beat Auburn back to back to back. And skyrockets number one. It's it was lightning in a bottle. Will it ever happen again? They say lightning doesn't strike twice. I for my money, if you if you put a large stack of money and said you need to make a bet whether or not Mississippi State will ever return to number one, I don't like my chances. <laughs> I don't like my chances on that. Um, I mean, don't get me wrong. Anything's possible. Twenty fourteen happened. Anything's I mean, possible. If you give me a line on that, if it's good enough, I'll put a certain amount of money down on that if you're talking about over my lifespan. 25 years. 25 years, what are the odds? Like, what's the what's the payout, I guess? <laughs> if, if, if Mississippi State returns to number one in the country in 25 years, you get $100,000. How much do I have to pay? How much am I putting on this to get that hundred thousand? Ten thousand. Am I putting ten thousand on state getting back to one? Yeah. In the next twenty five years to only win a hundred thousand. I'll a million. Is that better? A million. I. Hmm. That's not that. I mean, that's a pretty good. Uh, yeah, that's a that's a good payout as far as I mean, ten thousand to a million, but. I mean, if I had the money, 100%. But I mean, am I yeah, going to put my life savings yeah. on? No, no, no. no. Not, um, but anyway, we, we got into <laughs> a tangent. Um, so, I – so, okay. The only thing that was holding me back from saying fire – we should fire our net was recruiting. And obviously we get – Earth-shattering news today. Yeah. That uh, Estanka has decommitted, and that was kind of my like, okay, we're putting out an awful product on the field. We have lost the confidence of the fan base, and now. Is that accurate? I don't want to say because we've I've seen that said in the group chat a lot, but I, I think it's our, definitely at the, at the lowest it's been in easily the last ten years. Is the recruiting really below Vanderbilt? I, I recruiting right ranking? now it is just because I believe our class was so small we didn't have that many recruits to begin Got with. It. But I mean, there's still a lot of time to fill out the class. Yeah, but early in the year we didn't we didn't get all these recruits that everybody else was getting, we just got a couple of guys and it, they were elevated by guys like Stonka and JJ. Um, yeah. And PJ Woodland. Um, so. I, to me, that was the only thing that was holding me back from saying, yeah, let, let our go after this year, which let's preference this by saying, if he loses to Southern Miss. Oh, if he loses to Southern Miss, he cannot coach the egg bowl. He, he has to be let go that night. Yes. Yeah. I, like, I am praying against that. I in, do not end think zone that's him, going like, to happen. Fire yeah. him in the end zone if that happens. Yeah. Now, the odds of that happening is very low, knock on wood. They're bad. 
They're I mean, one of the worst teams in college football. Yeah, they're they're two and seven. They just got their second win against ULM, who's now two and seven. So, mm-hmm. I mean, they're they're not a good football team. And if you watch them, there's no reason that we shouldn't run them out of the stadium. Will there be thirty thousand people in the stadium? Probably not. That'll be a day game. It'll be cold. Ugh. Not going to be a lot of people, but we're still going to win. Um, going to have a good time for those that are there. Maybe if we can, if magic can happen this week and we win this weekend, we win that weekend, that'll be six wins. We're going bowling. So, I mean, that, I think that's what's going to change the season is. Yeah. The I, A&M I, game is, is the season in my opinion. I agree with that. Um, I will say, well, I, I do see another path for Arnett to keep his job this year. And that is if we, if we lose to AM, which is not far-fetched, we're going on the road to the 12th man. Yeah. That's a very hard place to play at night. Um, and then we play Southern Miss. If we play Ole Miss well. I think we have to beat them at that point. You think we have to? You think we have to beat them? I think if we. Well, I mean, lose, I guess. I mean, five and seven, you lose and we lose where he's gone. The I don't only, disagree with that. I think the only chance he has is going six and six with the Egg Bowl win. He might, if he goes. I think there's a chance. It, I think it's about 50-50 if he goes six and six and loses the Egg Bowl. Mm-hmm. But his best chance is six and six, winning the Egg Bowl. If he wins these next three and goes seven and five, he's safe. Unless it's just really three ugly wins that shouldn't be wins. But I, I don't know. If it if it wasn't, I don't know. If he if he wins at A and M, I think he's fine. Because that's like I don't know. Because A and M feels like one that we can conceivably, even though the line's eighteen. I don't know if you know that the line's yeah. eighteen and a half. Yeah, I'm which definitely seems like state in that game. In that, for feels that. like stealing there. Yeah. Um. I don't know. I don't think A and M's that good, but I also think we're really bad. Like we're we're probably the worst I've like actually like cognitively. I did not say that right at all. Uh, the the worst that I can ever remember us being, and I like I remember my first distinct memory of Mississippi State football was 2008 when we lost the Egg Bowl like 55 to nothing. That's the first major memory I have of like watching football. Um, I, I think – I don't know. I, I don't think that Arnett is the answer. Let me preface by saying that. Um, but if you're going to do something, if you're going to fire him, you have to – move somewhat quickly after the season ends. It has to be like a week after. I, I think you can't. It, yeah. But. It's got to be one of those things that, all right, if you go five and seven, that's easy, easy path right there. You just let it go, mm-hmm. and then you get in the coaching carousel a little bit ahead of everybody else, and you're looking at all these options that are getting ready to coach a ball game. If you go six and six, I mean, you kind of have some thinking to do. Do you – just punt on the bowl game and go with the interim staff, try to bring in somebody else, or, I mean, there's definitely a decision to be made if you make a bowl game um, and how how you get there. But if you go five and seven, yeah, you definitely have to move very quickly and get get ahead. So you're firing everybody. You're, you're, to be clear, you're, you're canning everybody. If you're five and seven, yes, 100%. Yeah. 
just sucks to be to have to talk about Mississippi State in this way. <laughs> it sucks. <Yeah. laughs> oh man. I mean, do they still do the academic thing where like if you're like I think that was just a one year thing. I don't think they still do that. Well, we made it one, I think, in like 2018, like five and seven. No, not 2018, but it was a year before COVID. I know COVID year, we went like four and. Yeah, the COVID year was just because they didn't have enough teams playing to get. You didn't have the full season to get to the six wins, so they changed it to where pretty much everybody got a bid. Um, I want to say that year that we made it was. Was it 16? We played uh, Miami of Ohio in the St. Petersburg Bowl. Awesome. Maybe I'm tripping. Maybe we, maybe that didn't happen. We did yeah, make it. We were 5-7 and seven we made a bowl game. We played Miami of Ohio. I just can't remember which year that was. Oh, 2019. That's what it was, 2019. 2019. Yeah. Yep. We Six won off, we off, the field, year. off a blocked field goal. Yep. Six and seven. Uh, it was the – oh, wait, hold on. 2019 Music City Bowl. We lost that. So, that's not right. St. Pe- oh, St. Petersburg was 2016. Yeah. 2016 St. Petersburg Bowl. We won that one. Yep. Oh, gross. Everything's gross. Nothing about Mississippi State uh, football is fun right now. Basketball, though. Hey. Yeah. The hump looks pretty good. Yeah. It looks better than I thought it would, for sure. Yeah, me too. Me too. I, I, I figured I had my doubts. <laughs> I had my. I figured doubts. they were going to clean it up, like you know, make it look nice. Yeah. But I was like, I don't know, man. It's an old coliseum. Who like, how much can they possibly do? But hey, shut me up real quick. Yeah. I I enjoyed. I was like, all right. I'm looking forward to going to a game at the Hump, which I always do. I always love the Hump. Pump's one of my favorite venues in the entire world. I just love it. I love the Hump. I've never been but, a big basketball guy, but I definitely last year being my first basketball season as a student, mm-hmm. I definitely had had a had a good time at the games that I went to. Um, oh yeah, me too. So, I had so much fun. I just um, I hope we can fill it up. I think we can. I think it's one of those situations where you, I don't know the to the the totally thing hurts. Yeah, obviously. Um, but I do think that you've got an exciting team this year. You you build some momentum off of making the first four last year and you get some great recruits, some great shooters and you can just get some exciting basketball on the hump. And I think early in the season, that's going to be what's important to get people in there to just get them to come out and see it. Yeah. And from what I heard, the women's basketball had a pretty good crowd. Yeah. I played pretty good too. Yep. Um, let's get into some predictions um, for college football. We pivoted to college basketball just briefly, but uh, we got Michigan versus Penn State. It's a pretty big game. Michigan's four and a half point favorites over under is 44 and a half. What you got? It's in Penn State, correct? At Penn State? Yes. Okay. So I've been saying this all year. Um, I've thought Penn State is, should be in the conversation with Michigan and Ohio State. Um, mm. They didn't really look like it against Ohio State, but I thought they would win one of the two, and it would complicate things in the Big Ten. Um, so I want to take Penn State in this game. I want to take Penn State. I want to take the under. Um, I think they could okay. do it. It would mess a lot of things up. James Franklin needs that big win. 
He hasn't done it yet. Yep. Some people would say he's due. Some people say it's never going to happen. I'm in the crowd that says he's due. I think he can okay. do it. He needs to do it. Penn State, under. I I like what you said. It made me want to switch my pick. I'm not going to, though. I'm going to say Michigan minus four and a half. Um, and I, I think I like the over here. I think it's possible that Michigan's a pretty good football team. I think it's possible that they might they might kill James Franklin with just this think, game. Just think of the narrative if Michigan loses after all mm. the sign stealing. It'd they play so their fun. first big game, don't have the signs. Just think of the the implosion that's gonna happen. It'd be the Michigan. funniest thing. I hate Michigan. I this would be a good time to name all the college football teams I hate because there's a few of them. Some of them are going to surprise you. Some of them will not surprise you because of my long-standing feuds with them. Uh, Oregon State's at the top of that list. I hate Oregon State. The fact that Arizona, a team that we beat, which still makes no sense to me, beat them, uh, made me the happiest little camper in the entire world. I hate Oregon State. Um, I hate Auburn. I hate – I don't really hate Alabama. They're too, they're too consistently great. Uh, Georgia, I hate Georgia because they act like they're underdogs, and they're not. They're just not. Uh, Notre Dame, I hate Oklahoma State. I have no reason for some of these, by the way, just putting that out there. Like, like I, I, have the, I have that way for a couple teams. I'm the same way. It's just you just don't like them. I yep. Understand Pittsburgh. That. I have no idea why, but every time I see them, I'm just like, I just hope they lose. I don't have a reason why. I hate Pittsburgh. I do not have a reason why. Um, and then, oh, there's one other team that I'm like, yeah, they can they can kick rocks. What is it? It's a really random team. What is it? Um, oh, 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 oh. It's, um, it's UCF. That's not really random because they kind of are a little bit obnoxious, but I hate UCF. If That's I had, just a few. If I had to throw five out, give me Ole Miss is number one. <laughs> I don't like Alabama. I don't know if I want to put them in the top five. Um, Notre Dame definitely in the top yeah. five. Texas yeah. is in the top five. Ooh. Ohio State is in the top five. And then that fifth that fifth spot could be Bama. I don't like Michigan. Don't like Oklahoma. Uh, uh, USC, don't really like them. Don't like Auburn or Arkansas. I mean, that fifth spot, it could be anybody. <laughs> there's, a, there's a lot of teams, but the top four, Ole Miss, Ohio State, Notre Dame, Texas, they're all. Um, uh, no anywhere that you freeze ball. coaches, I don't like. Yeah. That, I can be – I want to be quoted on that. I hate H-A-T-E, Hugh Freeze. I hate him. I hate Hugh Freeze. I hate you, Freeze. I think that definitely helps me hate Auburn or dislike Auburn yes. more. Um, I hate you, Freeze. But, yeah. God, I hate him. Oh, all right. We got super sidetracked there. Tennessee <laughs> minus – or, I'm sorry. Tennessee is mi- minus one and a half point favorites against Mizzou over under 58 and a half. This one's a little interesting. 
This that line's not exactly what I thought it was going to be. I thought Tennessee would be favored by more. Makes me a little nervous. It, it feels like with that line, they're kind of like, hey, you should take Missouri. So I'm going to take Tennessee minus one and a half, and I'll take the under. I hate unders because you're just praying for punt, 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 punt. Yeah, but I'll take I'll take the I'll take the under. Is it in Columbia? Yes. Okay. Very easy pick for me right here. Surprise! Tim <laughs> Shum. Yo, yo. Sorry, yeah, dude. What were you saying? You, you I'm interrupted taking Missouri. <laughs> I'm taking Missouri. They're winning big. I think they're good. Ooh. Second best team in the East. Mm. They played Georgia the closest out of anybody that I could remember this season. Taking Missouri yep. and the over. I think they're killing Tennessee. Missouri looks Pitcher. good, man. Real quick, we're man. doing we're doing our college football picks. Yep. We've got we we just we've only done one other one. So we got Michigan minus four and a half versus Penn State over under forty four and a half. Give me your quick pick. Uh yeah, I think Michigan just continues their dominance a little bit. So okay, I'm willing to take the same bet. Okay, wait, and did you ten, sorry? Did you say under or over? Over under forty four and a half. Uh, I said uh, I said the over line's yeah, too low for me. I'll take it. I'll take the over as well. Okay. Tennessee minus one and a half versus Mizzou. Over under 40, 58 and a half. Mm, what a game. Uh, That's going to be a fun one. That's going to be a sneaky fun one. I do love Missouri, but I don't know, man. Tennessee just – they keep, like, looking different every week. You know what I mean? Sometimes you'll get one that looks explosive yep. and good, and then you just don't know what you're going to get. But I, I guess I'll ride with the home team here just because they have momentum, crazy momentum right now. My thought process was, lost. yeah. My thought process was that line's weird. Like I thought Tennessee would be a, pick a bigger favorite. It basically is, but I saw minus one and a half. I was like, you know what? It feels like they're trying to push you to take Mizzou because they're the underdog by yeah. point or one point five. So you I'll went, take Tennessee. Yeah, so I'm, Tennessee. I'm fading the public. Basically, I'm fading the public. The thing, like the, I don't always go by this, but the matchup predictor has Tennessee sixty-one percent odds to win. So yeah, maybe. I like. I might switch it over, but no, I'm sticking with my initial. Uh, okay. Sorry. And then, dude, you had you had Mizzou, second best team in the East. I remember you said that now. Yes, I had Mizzou. Oh, and good pick. I had good the pick. over. Okay. Good pick. I'm gonna take the under on that one. I don't know. Okay. Why. That one seems a little gross, but I like it. I hate unders. I just do. But yeah, they're pretty, right. Yeah, they're lame. Utah versus Washington, a very interesting little Pac-12 matchup. Of course, Washington undefeated the MacGuffin holders, mind you. Yeah, they're, they hold the MacGuffin oh still. I can't believe they're nine and zero, dude. They're MacGuffin that's, champions. That's so cool. I'm riding that's with so them. Cool. I don't care about the line. I'm riding. Line with is the minus holders. nine. Very. I don't know about that line. They haven't they've looked it's a little bit to, suspect. It's down to eight and a half now. Is it? Yeah. I'm still taking – I'm taking Washington, and I'll take the over. I think there's going to be points, points, points. Yeah. I think with Utah's defense, they're going to keep it a lot closer than people think. Michael Penix is still really good. I think Washington still wins the game, but I'm taking Utah plus eight and a half or plus nine. That doesn't really change it for me. Uh, I like it. I'm picking Utah to cover, and I'm taking the under. I think that's actually the more likely scenario, but I'm just going to take Washington because I don't know something about the MacGuffin, man. It's just it's, it's the MacGuffin thing to have. Yeah, it is. 
All right. SEC, I'm I'm claiming this SEC game of the week. No, no, it might be SEC game of the year. Georgia Ole Miss. Georgia Ole Miss. Georgia is uh, an eleven point favorite over the Rebels. Over under fifty eight and a half. I guarantee First that'll off, be at nine by the end of the week. Over the over is the play fifty eight and a half. Are we sure? Easy. I think so. I think. The only way that Ole Miss has a chance in this, we were saying this earlier, is a punch-out, is a straight-up shootout. I think over is an easy play. And if it's not, I think Georgia can still – I think they can hang 50 on anybody. Yeah. So – and then Ole Miss will get two touchdowns by accident almost. Is Brock Bowers going to be back for this game? Is that correct? Is that true? He's asking, I think. Yeah, I'm asking. Uh, I don't know. I know oh. it was close to the Ole Miss game was close to the timeline. Let's see. Hang on. I'm looking. Nine hours ago. Shares injury update. Uh, he ran on Friday. Did a good workout. He had Saturday off, obviously. Uh, it doesn't say anything. I feel like we would hear. There might be breaking news later in the week that we have to that we have to catch up on. Making good progress after asking. That's the only thing I'm saying, making good progress. So he's not officially back yet. I really think I'm gonna lean the under here though, because it mm. just seems like Georgia's defense is a little more solid than what Ole Miss has played recently. And the last great defense they played was uh I mean Auburn's not a great defense, but they held them to twenty eight. And I'm thinking of the Bama game when it was Bama just like a, the ten. Yeah, Bama. When I when we came into the Bama game, everybody was thinking it was going to be a shootout because you know both good offenses mm-hmm. and people didn't know about the defense, but it kind of was the opposite. LSU's defense is bad, so that was a shootout. So I'm just th- I'm thinking it's an under game, like a closer, like more like an LSU Bama type game. You know what I mean? Okay. I like it. Okay. I, I will definitely take the rep. I didn't say my actual team pick. I'll take Ole Miss plus 11. I'll take I plus think. 11. That's a lot. Because it's this is a big brain play for me because it's either a jinx or it's a I told you so. So, yeah. like, I either pick Ole Miss and they get their brains beat in or they prove me right and I'm like, I was I had straight up galaxy brain that day, I guess. <laughs> 11's, a, so, 11's too much, so I'll take the 11. 11 on 11-11, might I add, and on my birthday. Oh, Happy that's birthday to that's, me. that's too perfect. And you lived in Georgia for a little while. Is that correct? <laughs> I, I did for like three months. It's <laughs> it still it's, counts. All right, I'll take I'm it. I'm taking it. I actually went to All the right. same high school that Landon Sims did. So. The facts? Yep, South Forsyth. Excellent. Yep, yep, I'm a matter. All right. I'm taking Georgia, and I'm taking the under in that game. I like it. I mean, all the, like, I I I see both sides of the coin on that because yeah. you need a very specific set of things to happen for Ole Miss to win. You just need Georgia to be Georgia for them to win. It just looks like one just, of the, it looks like that year for Ole Miss, man. Yeah, I I would just now I will say this: if Ole Miss wins, which we said this last week, if Ole Miss wins, we're gonna beat them in the egg poll. Yeah. We are. We just are. <laughs> I don't know. Because we'll we will ruin everything <laughs> we, we that they have on the table. I, I could see it now. State yeah. five and six. Ole Miss needs to win. 
to want to have a chance at winning the West. So ten not and that, one. Not that Alabama's going to lose to Kentucky, but uh, you never know. You never know. Still could play spoiler. Um, I, I could see it now. Five and six, ten and one. I could see it. I mean, that'd be, be a dream. Oh, that'd be so funny. <laughs> that'd be hilarious. I mean, speaking of dreadful Mississippi State teams, uh, the one that's currently being fielded by the university is playing Texas A&M University this weekend. Mm. Um, Texas A&M and is half, favored. Right? Uh, last I saw was eighteen and a half. Could be could be different, but it's seventeen and a half for me. It's it's a lot of points, <clears throat> is what I'm trying to say. Um, Might be too many points. Over under is forty four and a half. Yuck! That's a low under. Give me. I've been fading state, and it's been paying dividends. So I, I unfortunately, I have to continue because since I started fading, pitcher, you can tell them in, in our. Yeah, you've got our like three pick weeks em. in a row, or four weeks in a row, hitting everyone. Uh, of, yeah, of winning the whole, like winning every week. We're not good. Ever since I've been at all. I yeah, I'm gonna take A and M plus eighteen. Man, it's a lot of points though. It's the only thing that makes me nervous. If this was like ten, I'd be all over it. But I'm I'm ap- I'm a little nervous because of uh, because of is Will gonna play? That's that's huge for me. We were talking about that earlier. There's been no indication as of yet, but it'll be probably a game time decision. And if he doesn't, he does that mean Parsons starts? That's, you would think so. That's my thinking of this game, if Parsons or Parson, excuse me, if Chris Parson or Will Rogers is at quarterback, taking State plus 18 and a half, I'm taking the under. If Mike Wright takes a snap at quarterback other than in a package play, taking A&M. I I like it. I mean, I I was going to say that if Will, so I mean, I'm basically with you. If Will starts, I think we cover because that's ridiculous, but even if Parsons starts, I mean, I want to say we cover, but it still might be a little like learning curve. You know, the offense I mean? looked good with with Chris in the ball game. I actually we, didn't see much of it. I I ended up heading out right before, so we didn't score. But from what I watched, it looked promising. You could definitely build on that going into a week for sure. Yeah, he was stepping up into the pocket. He was making confident throws. He's rolling out. He wasn't doing little spin moves to try to get away from defenders. Like this was the mascot game of NCAA fourteen. Yeah, who who was it that compared him to like Mahomes? His high school tape, at least. Uh, yeah, it was Bob. I I mean, I I saw a couple snaps when I before I did leave the game, and I swear the way he was like moving kind of like emulated him a little bit. Not saying he's that skillful, but I mean, who's to say? see who's to say he's exciting um okay so that's the prediction so i've got i've got michigan tennessee washington ole miss and a&m for my picks i had penn state missouri utah georgia and state uh so the the exact the exact (laughs) opposite really uh split me split me down the middle of that so pitchers taking all totals, basically. Wait, what? I, I picked teams though, too, right? Yeah, you did. I'm, I'm messing. I just can't. I can't remember any of them. So. Yeah. Are we That's keeping fine. track of these to kind of uh, 
I didn't, I didn't see. I got rid of the games from last week. We'd have to go back and listen. Put them but in we'll just assume we. We'll just assume we all won our picks. We can all assume that. Let's just sure. I think start this week and keep yeah. track with it. Start fresh. Yeah, and then we could run through. We'll do like a big, a big bowl episode where we just pick every single bowl, regardless of what we know of them. <laughs> I think that'd be very funny. Okay, I think I had Michigan. Did we do the Bama game or no? Yeah, we did. No, we did not do Bama. We only did five games. Okay. Um, took Bama. I took Washington. Took Missouri. I took Ole Miss, and I took. Uh, is that it? I think that's it. Oh, state. Yeah, it took state uh, under the circumstance that Will Rogers starts or Chris Parson. Okay. I'm with the dude on that one. Okay. All right. Well, we're going to take a very short break and then we're going to be back and we're going to do, we're going to talk kind of briefly. We won't talk as in depth about the NFL this week because we've got a big little surprise announcement coming after the commercial break. Big little, huh? A big little announcement. Nothing. It'll be something a little, little fun for some of you fantasy owners out there. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Five Dogs in a Pod. Uh, we're gonna do an entertainment roundup and our uh, sign off and all that good stuff. Um, so the Actors Union SAG after. I'm probably not saying that right. I'm the movie guy, um, but basically the actors are not getting proper payment for their like for their likeness through the use of AI because there has been a situation where they were wanting to use AI to scan people's faces and then not get pay them residuals for using their recreated face in other shows. Obviously that's a big problem because you want people to get paid the money that they deserve. Um the uh the the studios have sent in their final they what they've called their best, highest, and final offer to the Actors Union, the Actors Guild. Uh, and the Actors Guild put out a statement a little bit ago. I wonder if I can find it. If I can, like, say SAG-AFTRA. But it is SAG-AFTRA. <clears throat> um, this was four hours ago. Dear SAG-AFTRA members, this, mor- this morning our negotiators formally responded to the AMPTP's last best and final offer. Please know every member of our TV slash theatrical negotiating committee is determined to secure the right deal and thereby bring this strike to an end responsibly. There are several essential items on which we still do not have an agreement, including AI. We will keep you informed as events untold in solidarity and gratitude your TV theatrical negotiating committee. All that to say, the strike might be over in the morning, but it could be worse. I, I don't really see where they go from here. If they say this is their their last, best, and final offer, hmm. I don't really know where they go from there because it feels like it kind of like well, if you want to make these shows and movies, you have to sign it. Yeah. Um, but of course, movies like Across the Spider Verse have been delayed indefinitely. Dune Part Two has been delayed. Mission Impossible: Dead Reckoning Part Two. Is it delayed indefinitely? Is like, is it basically all of Hollywood that just can't make movies, or is it just a lot like Not the majority? The majority, because there are some studios that are independently paying their artists, mm-hmm. like uh, like um, A twenty four, the people who made um, 
everything everywhere all at once hereditary midsummer oh uh, right 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 uh places like that yeah uh, okay w- which are smaller independent studios where they are able to uh but like disney and places like that no right i'm, I'm about to sneeze disney, <laughs> that's huge disney disney runs everything yes um i'm gonna look up just a small list of movies that have been delayed just so we have an idea of the scope of this movies delayed by strike okay um dirty dancing sequel has been uh delayed to from february of 24 to summer of 25 beyond the spider verse was supposed to come out in march of 24 uh, but it is no release date now. Uh, the Lord of the Rings uh, add-on was supposed to come out in April. Lord of the Rings, and it is, Yeah, and it's been pushed back to December. Captain America Brave New World has been pushed back two months, but it'll probably be pushed back more from May to July of 24. Uh, let's see. Sorry, I'm still... Oh, my nose hurts so bad. I shouldn't have sneezed. I should have just willed it away. Um... Yellowstone. Yellowstone has been pushed. Oh, back. so a lot of shows uh, too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this is okay. So for our MCU fans, um, the Avengers movies, mm-hmm. uh, the Kang Dynasty and Secret Wars have been pushed back a year to May 2026 and May 2027, respectively. Deadpool three um, is actually has actually moved up its release date from November eighth, twenty twenty four. To May third. Nice. That doesn't make sense, but sure. Um, Spider-Man Four, uh, which is confirmed to feature Tom Holland resuming his role, is uh, undated and been pushed back indefinitely. Beyond the Spider Verse again has been delayed indefinitely as well. Uh, Craven the Hunter and Venom Three um, have all been uh, affected by the strike. Uh, Craven the Hunter has been moved is shifted from October 2023, which was supposed to come out last month, but now it has been uh, moved to August of 2024. So that's a significant delay. Yeah. Um, and then Venom 3 actually moved up from October 2024 to July of that year. Interesting. Just because most of the things have already been filmed, so the Actors Guild is no longer needed with that, apparently. Um, the live-action... Uh, Reimaginings of Lilo and Stitch and Moana that Disney have planned have been moved to an undisclosed date in June 2025 for Moana. So, I mean, this is wide-reaching across all of Hollywood, and it's a very, very, very big deal. That, of course, as people who love entertainment and movies have always been an escape for a lot of us. This is a pretty big deal because now we're getting to the point where there's less and less movies, and like the movies yeah. are in theaters. But at least they're still coming out, you know. I mean, uh, if they got, like, canceled completely, that'd be pretty tough. Yes, it would. But, I mean, eventually... But the only reason that they're still coming out is because they've been... Filmed already. Yes, they've been completed pre-strike. If we get to the era... If this is ongoing... Like, another year or something. Or even, like, another, like, three or four months. Like, we're going to start seeing movies that are supposed to be coming out that, like, just don't. Yeah. Um, Sonny Pod needs to come back. Sunny Pod for sure, like and a bunch of like podcasts with celebrities like that, they were not able to, yeah, because of the the SAG after strikes. Yeah, yep, yep, um, yep. but you know, in music, we got 
Was there any other album that came out besides 1989, like a big album or anything? Uh, Riley Green released an album uh, a couple weeks ago. It was pretty okay. Cool. That was about I, the middle of October. And I enjoy it. I'm a big Riley Green guy. So. Gotcha. But yeah, uh, so not a lot of drops right now. Um, Kanye was supposed to drop this past week, and he didn't. Didn't the Beatles drop something? Yeah, the like Beatles a, uh, did. They they dropped a song. It was uh, it was an old John Lennon demo, and it was like remastered and kind of recreated by McCartney. So it, it's like an old song, but it's technically unheard. Gotcha. So you know, because the they couldn't really remake a they couldn't make a song now. There's only two Beatles left, right? Ringo and Ye- Paul. Is that true? Yeah, that's right. I think so. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Um, music kind of been slowed in the year, it seems. Um, on to video games. Um, first of all, Spider-Man is still great. That's amazing. Uh, Fortnite has reignited itself in the in the social sphere with bringing back its old, its old school map. Mm, that's what I should play. And at one point on Saturday, I believe it had it had how many was it? Was it something in the millions? That's all I know. I think it was five point five like concurrent players with a total of four hundred forty or forty four point seven million for the whole day, which yeah. is a record for the game That's since crazy. it was tracking stats. Yeah. Um, and on the flip side, uh. Call of Duty looks pretty bad. Horrendous. Uh, Dr. Disrespect could not open the game. <laughs> like, despite repeated attempts. Is it out yet, or was that the beta? It's it's the early release oh, the for the campaign. campaign. Yeah, the yeah, game yeah. comes out this week. It comes right. out Friday. Yep. Uh, okay, okay. Um, I've pre-ordered it. So I'll be playing. But I'm not going to lie to you. Fortnite is more appealing to me right now just because of, I mean, this is kind of forcing Call of Duty's arm. Like, hopefully they've already been making plans because they, they, now they have said that they're taking us back to Rebirth Island. We know that. Mm-hmm. But they really better take some notes because a free game that's cartoony is kind of whooping them right now. I think the, the problem them. with Call of Duty is Warzone. I think that's where they... Yeah. They put too much into Warzone, into Battle mm-hmm. Royales, and took away from the multiplayer. And the 100%. multiplayer is what I like to play. Like, yeah. when I'm playing Call of Duty, I don't like Warzone. If I wanted to play a Battle Royale, I'm going to play Fortnite or yeah. mm-hmm. something else. Like, I'm not going to play Call of Duty to play a Battle Royale-style game. Like, some people like Search and Destroy. I don't like going to play around, getting killed, and sitting there for five minutes. Like, multiple, like, long increments between action. Like give me in a in a domination team death match where there's nonstop action. Like mm-hmm. multiplayer and Call of Duty is was the best. I mean look at Black Ops 2 multiplayer. Try to redo that. That was the peak of Call of Duty. They need to get back to that. Get away from Warzone. Yeah, you can keep it, but don't put as much effort as they have been into it. And that I think that's the only chance for that that franchise. Yeah. I agree. I agree. Uh, BO2, just copy that and hit paste. 
There you yep. go. Success. Yep. They've been doing I mean, too much. I mean, maybe zombies will be fun. Maybe. Is this the first Modern Warfare game that? No, Infinite had a zombies, right? Or something. Infinite or Mass Warfare. Yeah, had zombies, or was that a survival game? Uh, one of them, Infinite or or uh, Infinite or Advanced. Because Black Ops started the zombies, you know, with World at War. Yeah, yeah. And then it was mainly just Black Ops games that had zombies. Yeah, it was the ones by Activision. Treyarch is uh, Black Ops. Treyarch, Treyarch, Treyarch. And then Sledgehammer and Activision, I think, do the Modern Warfare's. Yeah. Or no, Sledgehammer does Black Ops. Yeah, so, no, Sledgehammer does the Modern Warfare's. Oh yeah, because Black Ops is Treyarch. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, that's right. I hope, man. I like Call of Duty, and I have a lot of fond memories. It was the first first-person shooter that I ever played. Yeah, Modern Warfare Two was, and I, I I want it to be great, but like Modern Warfare Two last year was a disaster. Yeah, and, th- and that's why this game. I mean, it's just the same game, just with a, a it's reskinned. It's the same and game, they, and they charged you set like if you if you're gonna make a three hour campaign, just don't make the game. Make it or free. Just don't, make make it a DLC. Don't don't do what you're doing right now. Don't charge seventy dollars or ninety nine dollars for the vault edition. Don't do that. It's a jip. It is. I hope it's better than it is, but I'm not liking my chances. Um. Okay. Well, guys, it's been a fun episode. Again, just it was just the three of us, but that's okay. Um. We want to thank you for listening. We had so we had about nineteen listeners last week, and then we had we had one hundred and thirty-two Spotify impressions. I don't know what that means, hmm. but I know one hundred and thirty-two is a good number. Yes, so let's it is. Try to get it to either twenty-five or thirty. I think that'd be a sick way to follow up. Absolutely. Um, who's got the hot take of the day? Mm. Hmm. Hot take of the day. Hot take of the day. Let me see. I think Zach Wilson is killing my fantasy team. Uh-huh. One of them. But that's not really a hot take. He's that was a hot so, draft pick. So bad at football. Oh, you started him? No, he, I have Garrett Wilson, and he uh, just can't seem to get him the ball. I see. I got one. I got one. All right. Shoot. Sylvester Crum, a thousand percent, deserves to be in the Mississippi State Hall of Fame. Um. Hmm. If uh, he doesn't walk, Dan Mullen doesn't run. That's fact. I mean, that is a thing not a lot of people know is he kind of turned the program around in terms of, like, yes. morals and ethics and, you know, just genuinely not just being a, a bad people. But uh, I don't know. That, he, like, he staked off where the foundation was going. Right. And then Dan Mullen come in and board the concrete. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. He just – he did the setup. He uh, – absolutely. What do they call it? That's my formed? take. He, he formed it. Yeah. And Dan poured. And then I, uh, I, recently people have just been walking through it while it's still wet. Yep. <laughs> Come through with sledgehammers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then they're like, oh, this would be a better idea than pour sand in it. Mm-hmm. Well, this will yeah. hold nicely. So All right. You send. All right. Good episode. Guys, it's been, it's been fun. We'll see you on Friday. Friday. 
for Fantasy Friday. Fantasy Friday. Guys, it's been five dogs in a pod. We'll see you later. All righty. Have a good one, man. All right. See ya. Peace. This has been Five Dogs in a Pod.